0: hello and welcome to on the ledge houseplant no that's that's not what it's called oh i've had a week off and it's all gone to pieces Let's try that again. Hello and welcome to On The Ledge podcast, the podcast that's simply a show about houseplants. And in this week's episode, I'm talking about Pileia. Join me in a round of applause for Kara and Megan, who've both become Ledge Ends this week, joining the clan of Patreon supporters. Thank you, very much to you too. And if you want to find out about becoming a Patreon supporter of this here show, check out the show notes at janeperone.com My newsletter, The Plant Ledger, is out this lunchtime. It's gone. It's out there. But you can still read it online if you go to janeperonecom forward slash ledger. All 17 editions of the newsletter are available online to read if for some reason you don't want to subscribe. And I thought I'd just bring you a couple of headlines from that newsletter to give you a taster of the kind of things that I talk about. So in news terms, there's an interesting story about a company called Neoplants, a startup in France, and they have released the Neop1, which is genetically modified Epipremnum aureum or devil's ivy, or golden pothos, depending on your preference, that's been genetically modified to remove VOCs, volatile organic compounds, basically pollutants, from the air at a rate 30 times higher than any other house plant. Well, that's what the press release says anyway. This is not the first time it's been done. But it is the first time, I think, as far as I can see, that a company is trying to sell these plants to you and I. I think you can get on a waiting list right now for one, but they do cost one hundred and seventy nine dollars. It's an interesting development. I'm really fascinated to see where this goes and whether this opens up a whole new world of enhanced plants that can do extra things for us. But as I discovered writing my book Legends of the Leaf, which is out next year, there are loads of things that houseplant species can do right now without being genetically modified that are amazing that we're only just cottoning onto. So I hope there's going to be more research into those things, too. So that's everything from dealing with soil pollution, removal of heavy metals from the soil using species like Sansevieria to researching materials that stay clean using the qualities that some plants have known as super hydrophobicity, so they can just bounce water off. You may know that the lotus plant is probably the poster plant for this particular skill, but Oxalis triangularis also has super hydrophobicity too. And on the theme of Legends of the Leaf, you can now pre-order your copy on Amazon as well as on Unbound's website. My publisher is Unbound and also on the Foils bookshop website if you're in the UK and you're not a fan of Amazon. So things are moving forward. I've got the proofs on my desk right now and I'm looking at them and I'm pretty happy with this book. So it's happening, people. Other news from the newsletter, though. The Plant Ledger news section always has mention of the latest shop openings and closings on that front leafy love affair in Edinburgh is closing sadly due to price increases due to the uh, cost of living crisis here in the UK meanwhile windowsill plants is moving to its first permanent premises in Market Harborough which is in Leicestershire having been a pop-up and market-based operation up till now so congratulations to the owner of that business Susie Lickman and if you want more news from the UK houseplant scene, do go and check out The Plant Ledger. At the top of that newsletter, I focus on three underrated genera that contain interesting house plants this week. And for this episode of On The Ledge, I'm going to go a little bit deeper into the genus Pilea. Now, most of us know that the Chinese money plant, Pilea peperomioides, is part of this genus, but there are so many more interesting houseplants in this genus. To put this in context, the genus Pilea is part of the nettle family, that's the Urticaceae, and there are about well, depends on which taxonomist you agree with, but about 600, 700 species. In this genus, and they are widely spread around the world. There are species that come from North America, South America, Africa, Southeast Asia, but none from Australia or New Zealand. Now, what are some of the species names that you might be familiar with as house plants? And the first one I want to talk about is Pilea libanensis. This, I reckon, is probably the second most popular Pilea species. I don't have any firm data to back that up, but that's my gut feeling, because I tend to see this one about more than the other members of this genus, aside from, obviously, the all-conquering Chinese money plant. Pilea libanensis is often misidentified. I think it's gone a little bit better. People have realised that it is uh, not... Pilea glauca or Pilea glaucafila. Both of those names are taxonomically incorrect, <laughs> uh, but Pilea libanensis is the proper name and it's often marketed as silver sprinkles or baby's tears sometimes. And I've also seen it given the cultivar name Grazy, G R E Y Z Y. Is that a tribute to the. British rapper Stormzy I suspect I'm on a, a bit of a flight of fancy with that thought but these are the things that pop into your head when you read cultivar Names and uh, make some kind of association that probably isn't there I wish it was named after Stormzy though that would be really cool but I, I suspect that's not the case. This plant is <laughs> rather delicate looking. It has these reddish, wiry stems which kind of flow down in a waterfall and then tiny green leaves with a silvery flex to them. And depending on how much light it's getting, that will impact as to how silvery it looks. Warning about this plant, it does tend to get a little bit messy. So oftentimes, particularly if conditions aren't exactly right, you'll find that you'll lose a load of these tiny leaves. They'll crisp up and fall and you'll have a mess on the floor. Uh, You probably, if you give the plant a shake, you'll probably find that a lot of dead leaves will fall off. It doesn't mean there's anything wrong with the plant. It just means that it's Turning over those leaves fairly quickly because they're quite small. Um, the, the effect may obviously be worsened if your plant is um, getting erratic watering, but it can be a bit of a messy one. That's just the way Pilea libonensis rolls. So, this species comes from Cuba and is used to growing in damp tropical climes. But I actually find this one is a lot more tolerant of drying out than other Pilea's, which really often do better in a terrarium setup or a wick watering setup. But my Pilea libanensis, well, it has dried out and it, it just comes back quite straightforwardly. It's not as fussy, I think, because it's got so many little tiny leaves that, you know, if you do lose a few stalks, you can just chop a bit off and the rest will regenerate. So average room conditions, it seems to do okay, And it will grow into quite a big sort of cascade if you let it. Next up on the list, we're going old school here. This is a plant that was popular back when I was young, (laughs) many, many moons ago. Um, The common name for this one is silver tree. Pilea spruciana, and I really like the colour combo that you get on these leaves. They're chocolate with silver stripes. It's a great terrarium plant. This one's from South America, parts of Venezuela and Peru and Ecuador. Again, another sort of wet tropical plant. The leaves are a little bit pleated. They're not completely smooth, and that's part of its appeal. You'll sometimes find a cultivar called Norfolk, of this species. And I think the main characteristics of that are just that the pleating is a bit more dramatic. Now, despite having the word tree in the name, this is not going to turn into a tree. It's quite actually quite a small plant that uh, really tends to stay quite... that doesn't get huge. It's one of those things that does need frequent cutting back in order to stay looking good and a plant again that I would always be taking cuttings of so that you can revive it if it does to use the technical term go plonk as we say in my house there's a really nice cultivar called Ellen which has got very very silvery leaves the chocolate's almost gone and the leaves look really metallic and beautiful if you if this plant does flower, you will understand why the Pileas are members of the nettle family because the flowers are tiny and bobbly and another technical term there, and they do look like nettle flowers. If you're looking for another pilea for a terrarium, try Pilea Moon Valley. Now this one is I think from the species involucrata. You'll sometimes see it labelled as pilea mollis. But I think that Involucrata is the correct specific epithet, the correct species name for this cultivar. And the leaves are just intensely corrugated, chocolatey brown on the inside and lime green on the outside. They remind me of those sweets called chocolate limes. Have you ever had those? They're sort of hard-boiled sweets. They're called chocolate limes. They remind me of that. The colour combination is exactly that. But you've got this gorgeous pleating on top. Such a beautiful leaf. I could study it for hours. Now, both this and Spruciana do not need high light levels. They'll be fine in most terrariums that have got in a regular room lighting. And those flowers, well, if you don't like them, you can chop them off and make the plant concentrate on leaves. It is one that will get more gangly as it grows. So keep it snipped back and compact particularly if it's in a terrarium more pilea chat to come but now let's hear from this week's sponsor this week's show is supported by cozy earth the premium bedding company that helps you get the deep restorative sleep you need Bedtime is literally my favourite time of day, so it's really important that my bed is the most comfortable place it can be. I got to try out a set of Cozy Earth sheets, and they really are so comfortable. Cozy Earth's high-quality bedding is responsibly sourced and made from soft and sustainable viscose that comes from bamboo fabrics. Bundle up in Cozy Earth pyjamas made from ultra-soft viscose from bamboo this holiday season now available in holiday hues. Want to give the gift of a good night's rest with Cozy Earth? On The Ledge listeners can take up Cozy Earth's exclusive offer today. Get 40% off site-wide at CozyEarth.com using code Ledge. That's CozyEarth, C-O-Z-Y Earth Earth, and use code Ledge, L-E-D-G-E, for 40% off now. Now, I do like a plant that's what I would refer to as a double-edged sword, and Pilea microphylla is exactly that. It's commonly known as the artillery plant or the pistol plant because of its power to puff out its pollen when the flowers or the plant as a whole are touched. I mean, this is something actually that Pilea peperomioides does as well, it's just that the Chinese money plant doesn't tend to flower indoors because most of us don't get it cold enough. It Pilea peperomioides needs a cold snap to flower. So you probably haven't seen yours flower, but if it did, it would do this same thing. You touch it and poof, you get a load of pollen coming out, which I presume is a pollination aid, and it's very different from Moon Valley or from Spruciana because the leaves' main quality is that they're really, really, really small. The leaves are absolutely tiny on this, a couple of millimetres across maybe, and the overall effect you get looking at the plant comes from the mass of leaves rather than looking at any one individual leaf. There are a few different cultivars. You'll find a variegated version called You guessed it, variegata. If you like the sort of pink plant theme, then variegata is tinged pink too. And I think there are some larger leaved cultivars of this around too. It's not that easy to find though. Funnily enough, it is a bit of a curse of nursery people because it will seed around everywhere if grown in the nursery. So it's seen as a bit of a weed and you will find it occasionally in garden centres, but it's not that easy to lay your hands on. These days, for some reason, like so many of these species in the Pilea genus, one of the other great things about the members of this genus Pilea is that as far as I know, I always make that small caveat. None of the species that I have grown as houseplants that I've come across are toxic to pets or indeed humans. So this is a good choice if you have small kids or cats or dogs or any other creature that might be nibbling without you knowing, um, and Pilea should all be fine. There are some plants that really take me back to my childhood, and one of these is the aluminium plant, Pilea cadiarii. Now, if you're in America, let me translate, that's aluminum plant. Yes, here in the UK, we do pronounce aluminium as aluminium because we spell this word with two I's, whereas in North America, it's only spelt with one I. Neither of us is right or wrong. It's just a little cultural difference. This is a plant that I remember circling in my Dr. Hesse on houseplant book early on in my houseplant career. And I certainly had a few of these over the years. As I've said with Spruciana and Moon Valley, this is one that again is going to get a little bit leggy if you let it grow on. It's one of those plants that I would describe as a short-lived perennial. So you probably want to take lots of cuttings and keep it going that way. For reasons I can't explain, there don't seem to be any cultivars of Pilea candiariae that I've come across. I think I might have seen a compact version called Minima, but other than that, I am drawing a blank for cultivars of this plant. Now, I I said at the beginning that Pileas come from different parts of the world, and this one is actually from um, China and Vietnam, as opposed to the other species we've talked about. And this one has got its name from the silver markings on the leaves. And this is not actually a pigment, it's blister variegation. So that means there's a gap, a space in the tissue, in the layers of tissue of the leaf that allows light to bounce back up. And this is common to quite a few different plants. Hoyas have it in the form of what we call splash or what's often called splash, those silvery marks, as do other houseplant species. Now, we all know how to take cuttings of the Chinese money plant. Pilea peperomioides because it produces these very abundant babies once the plant is mature. With all the other species I've mentioned it's easy enough to take stem cuttings which will propagate very well in a prop box or I would probably do it in a glass of water to be honest. And one other thing about the name it's also sometimes called the watermelon pilea because of those silvery markings in the same way that Peperomia argurea is known as the watermelon Peperomia. I did have this weird fancy that I could grow watermelon Peperomia, watermelon Pilea and watermelon Begonia, which is actually Peleonia repanes together. As a kind of a, a watermelon area in my home. However, I lost my uh, Peleonia repanes to scale. So that's not on the cards for now, but maybe somebody else could uh, replicate this. I think they'd probably all do OK. Group together those three plants. Um, it might be a bit of fun if you fancy uh, setting up a watermelon garden in your home. Now, if you're thinking to yourself, well, Jane, I actually have all of those Pileas already, and this is very dull, and I want to try something new, not something I already have. Well, don't fear, I have something for you too, and it's called Pilea Hitchcockii. Now, this one, like Libanenses, is often sold by a different name, uh, and it's often given the cultivar name Dark Mystery which I guess probably is something to market it around Halloween time. I I would imagine it's quite as simple as that. I've seen this in a few uh, shops now. I know Grow Tropicals has had it and also North One Garden Centre. And you can see why it's called Dark Mystery. The leaves are a dark, dark, reddy, chocolatey colour with tones of silver in there as well. And they're longer and almost a fern looking actually, but no, this is definitely a, a Pilea. And this one is native to Colombia and Ecuador, similar conditions to Spruciana. I haven't grown this one. Its silhouette gives me dark haired sideshow bob vibes, which I'm rather enjoying. So perhaps I'll give it a go. If you've grown Pilea Hitchcockii, let me know how you've got on with it. I think it's one of those plants that probably will do best in a nice humid cabinet or maybe a terrarium. So that's my roundup of delicious pilea species to grow as houseplants. What have I left out? Tell me in an email today. I'd love to hear from you. It's on theledgepodcast.gmail.com. That is all for this week's show. Thank you as ever for lending me your ears as we chat about plants. And the show will now be running all the way up to Christmas without a break, so lots more episodes for you to enjoy. If you want to get in on my Christmas mail out for Patreon subscribers at the legend and superfan level, then become a patron by November the 21st 2022 at the latest that's my cutoff point and I'll be beavering away working on those cards over the next few weeks until next Friday though have a fantastic week take care of yourself take care of your plants and don't forget to breathe you heard in this episode was Roll Jordan Roll by The Joy Drops, The Road We Used To Travel When We Were Young by Komiku, and Sundown by Josh Woodward. The ad music was Holiday Gift by Kai Engel. All tracks are licensed under Creative Commons. Visit the show notes